Could you imagine filing that at the police report? And and did you get a description? I don't have of, to imagine. Did you get a description of the uh, of the culprit? Yes, Dracula. Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt. This is kicking back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Joel and James catching up after a, a bit of a delay. Yeah. That's a uh, nice way of putting it. A, 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 a massive amount of time. Joel was just telling me he's a big fan of the Uniball 207 pen. Yes. So if you want to write like Joel, yeah. <laughs> you need that pen. Yes. Or it, if you want to write like James, you know. No, James but you, you also need a tiny little child's desk. Right, yes. To do your best you do, work. You do. It makes you feel like a giant. It does. It makes me feel like I'm writing big too. That's pretty, pretty much it, isn't it? You've... you've you transport yourself into being a bigger version of yourself when you have a smaller desk. Do, that's why I have a small car. That's why I have a small, <clears throat> you know, it makes me feel bigger. Well, you know what they say about uh, if you have big feet. Yep. Big, big shoes. Gl- yes. Yes. Big gloves. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. We'll continue on. You're telling me all about your wonderful internet. Connection. Oh, yes. Well, I- I've tried to get internet in my apartment. TPG is uh, who I was recommended after... An excruciating process with them over a matter of months. Uh, I basically never got the internet. They, they told me that, that there are no provider, uh, that they have something, that they are only allowed a certain amount of um, connections to the service provider, which Telstra monopolizes. Look, Telstra owns everything. You might as well just go direct. Yeah, I better. Yeah, because I just thought the unlimited thing, I want unlimited, but um, maybe I don't need unlimited. No, that's right. You, you might be suffering FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. But no, if I had a fear of missing out, I would have the internet. I'm missing out on so much without having the internet. Yeah, but you're trying to get internet. Yeah, I, well, I tried. The unlimited yeah. thing, it's this false idea that you could have everything. Yeah. But you can't. No. Nah, it's infinity. No. I don't want everything. I've got no room for it. I got, I got, I got, a, I got a small desk. I got a small apartment, <laughs> and you're never there. <laughs> and I'm never there. Yeah, my elaborate storage space. What which, is it? What sort of accommodations do you have on these fun ships that you go on? Uh, the last one I was on was a good. You know, there was fruit and a bottle of champagne. I don't drink, but you know, it was thoughtful of them to have a bottle of champagne, which I gave away. I nearly bought you a lovely bottle of wine today. Wow! And I remembered that you don't drink. Yeah. So. You kind of saved me 30 or 40 bucks. Well, I, I, Thank I'm, you. I, I'm, I'm glad to have done that. So, <laughs> was, was the, so you're thanking awesome. me for yeah. a gift that you thought of getting but didn't get. So yeah. in a roundabout way, I've given you something. You have. It's, yeah. it's true. Without that doing anything. Where you get someone a gift, you're the person who really receives. Yes. That, 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 that is true. I've actually extra received <laughs> without any actual expenditure. Yeah. I, I like, we should keep this up. This yeah. is something like for birthdays and for, uh, I, you know, I bought you a tapestry set. I realized well, I, think oh, I was thinking of getting it I'll for just, you. But. I think I could just continue with the, the alcohol non-gift yeah. for a while. I sure. Could you could ride that, that out. Yeah. And I, I could I could have bought you a, you could just a, surf, the, a surfboard but realize that you have 1,800 of them. So, yeah. You and know, a, you, know could, you could play the what do you get a guy who's got everything already well, card. Hey, yeah. Are, are you referring to yourself there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in your case, you know, you just don't have the room. No, I and don't. The storage space. I, just, um, I was going to get you a travel pillow. Oh yeah, an inflatable one or one that I think uh, inflatable's the go. Yeah, because uh, there's not a lot of room. You know what I gotta get, and I've been looking them up. A new backpack. I've had the same backpack for about 14 years now, an old Caribbean one, and the zipper's going on it. But I, I like holding on to it. You know, it's it's time to step it up. And I was looking in the uh, That's airport. What it says on the the toilet wall. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Joel uh, likes hanging onto it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a wonderful backpack. I got it in August. Yeah, what, in Colorado. What, what brand? From an adventure out, outdoor place. Right. It's Patagonia. Patagonia is good. Black yeah. hole. Wow. Like okay. it's strong but yeah. light. Yeah. Good Steve, looking. Stephen Hawkins developed it. It was incredible. Yeah. And then uh, it got stolen from me in October. Oh really? For a whole and the, two and the contents? Everything. Really? Where did this happen? When I was surfing at California. Oh, you can't. Oh, you told me about yeah, this. Oh. Everything you had was left on the beach there. And you're thinking, this is California. I was in the car. This, they, oh, it was in the car, was yeah, it? They took it from the car. They smashed the window. No, they stole the remote that was carefully hidden. Oh, they, it's a full on operation. Yeah, they know but, what they're doing. 
It was a Halloween gig, so they probably were in costume. Yes. And they went on yes. a spending rampage. But they yeah, took yeah, yeah, everything, like yeah. wallet, watch, wow. uh, my pants. Wow. Could you imagine filing that at the police report? And, and did you get a description? Well, I don't have of, to imagine. Did you get a description of the, uh, of the culprit? Yes, Dracula. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They went on camera in front of like seven or eight different Target stores within two hours. Really? Spending $30,000. Somehow got my PIN number. Wow. And I'm willing to, to guess if the police ever actually came back to me because they're useless, I reckon we'll find out they were in costume. Yes. But it actually took about uh, three months for the police report to get to a police person. So they oh, had a bit of a three-month lead on, on, yeah. <laughs> on things. Yeah, they bought a house in Barbados in the meantime. Very frustrating. Yeah. They've got a yacht. you, you got to get rid of that platinum card, man. That's, uh, you know, there's <laughs> too much charge on that. Well, it wasn't that. That wasn't the problem. The problem was an old card that I never used. That was my emergency card. Mm, that mm, with unlimited funds. Well, I had a had a limit. It was like fifty grand or something. It was yeah. it was one I had from a decade before, right. from when I had a mortgage, and that was going to be my emergency backup reserve in case I ran out of money and they were going to sell off my house type card. Mm-hmm. But first tip is have the minimum cards possible. And if you do, just set a limit on them so yeah. that they max out at a certain point. I do, I do that. I got the limit, 500 bucks. Right. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to go be going over. Yeah, it was just an unpleasant experience. And then after, after the bank reversed all the fraud charges, I went in to cancel the card. And they said, oh, no, can't, can't cancel that. It's, it's currently it's, in use. It's, no, it's <laughs> overdrawn by $30,000. And they actually reversed the reversals. Oh, what? And didn't even tell me. And so I had to go back and fight them again. It, and it took me three months to deal with Westpac. And what happened with the interest on all that? Like, you didn't have they to They charged pay. me interest as well. And did you get the money back from the interest? And when they finally reversed the reversals yes. and reversed them again, yes. then I still had this interest charge. And I had to go to the bank manager and get that dealt with. So I absolutely hate Westpac. Yeah, sure. Worst bank that I've dealt with. Don't make it easy. Compared to NAB, who were a dream. Yeah. They just reversed it instantly, no question. I could just asked. imagine you in a critical situation and they send in the Westpac chopper to save well, you keep, and, you're, and you're like, I I'm not, I'm not no, getting on keep, that thing. They keep trying to sell, upsell me on sticking around or would I like a lower interest rate? Yeah. I'm like, hang on. Yeah. You've yeah, you fucked know, me the yeah. first time and the second time and then the third time and now you still for some reason think that I'd even possibly consider doing business with you again, let alone telling yeah. everyone I know about what a shithouse company you yeah, are. The, the banks are, well, you know, they're, they're like a legalized mafia. They are, they're very strong with their control. They, they are. And what I found through my experience with the insurance company, uh, which also just ran from it, like they don't want to touch it. If it's not locked in the glove box, they don't want to know about it. So try doing that with your luggage. <laughs> and then they have like a, a maximum of like $1,000 or something. So it's yeah. just shafted. Yeah, they, if they can get out of it, they will. There's no question of what's right or um, considering all facts. It's basically if it's black and white and they can get out of it, they will. They're in- instant. Of course, had, well, there's been no the, goodwill at all. This is what my my this is my issue with the banks, right? On a on a global level, everyone wonders who calls the shots. You know, who 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 rules the world? This is this ain't some conspiracy theory. This is just my observation on what happened with the whole GFC. And people go, oh, yeah, the government are in control. Well, th- this, is my, this is my take on it. Who calls the GFC? The banks. Who profited most from the GFC? The banks. But weren't they shorted? Didn't they get caught out for lying and cheating? The I banks. Saw, I the saw banks. the big short. Hey, th- there, are, there are people who are scapegoats. But if you look at the bonuses that the banks received and the bailout from the government that they received. And one of Australia's banks got a secret bailout that was only mm, discovered like last year mm, uh, that, that could have pulled their, their whole, you know, it could have been a catastrophe. Yeah. They, got a, they went and begged for a bailout from the reserve and, sure. and got it that was not known to everyone else. I've been reading up on this. This so there you go. That just backs up the argument. There's uh, the banks are the ones who call the shots, so they're going to say what they want. And well, know. one thing, one of the problems I think is that 
Anyone who's really good at working business doesn't need to be put into an office job with public scrutiny. You know, mm, like, yeah. That's why you end up with a Donald Trump being a candidate because yeah. it's only the – it's like this, the same people who are up on spruiking from platforms every week, week in, week out with their success story are the same desperados that can't actually do business and run it profitably without having to get up there and put themselves to all that effort. Yeah, sure. So you get a bad caliber of – public candidate yeah that's true that's true and, and you know he says he's going to run the country like he does his businesses but if you actually look at his businesses a number of them have become bankrupt not him because he's separate from that so he's positioned himself so he's not actually he has ever gone bankrupt however the his controlling businesses have gone bankrupt similar so, to uh the richard branson thing there's there's a pretty scathing book about him out there. the, the, oh, the really? author absolutely hates him and really? apparently it's a very biased book well However, I, I would imagine if he hates him <laughs> yeah well none of, apparently <laughs> he, like, in this book he's talking about how no, no shareholders ever actually made a profit in any one of his companies really? ever really uh i'm still reading it so i can't comment relating hmm. to that being uh accurate or not but it's just interesting the public perception of something versus sure. the reality sure, sure. and uh, through this incident i've learned um uh, not to place any confidence in insurers or banks mm -hmm. uh, that they that they will disappoint you if if it means a profit. The old shoebox technique, you know, that's the safest. You think so? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's you know, there's the other danger. You mention stuff and then people start ratting around for your shoeboxes. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you, you'll just yeah. find a pair of Jordans in mine. There's <laughs> a lot know. of social media burglary going on where people. See when someone's out. Yeah, like that's, that, they yeah. post that they're at the movies, so they go and roll their house. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, quite often will post about my trip when I get back. Yes, yeah, that's a good way to do I think it. We can turn off location notifications and stuff. Yeah, uh, well, you know, with me with social media, I'm very lackluster with it. Well, we know um, you. You've basically someone might pick up a small desk. Yes, very, yeah, yeah, a that, very secondhand one. Yes, they might, uh, or, 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 or an empty shoebox. Yeah, yeah. I uh I don't know I haven't even updated my tour page. That's how that's how incognito I am. You know what? Originally, I never used to use credit cards. I didn't have any listing to where I lived. It was it's very uh I, and I used to think I, like as if anyone's going to. But you're a celebrity. Oh, yeah, of course. A minor celebrity, maybe. But <laughs> well, you still I don't would know about that. you would have you know in every. 1% of the population is crazy, right? Yeah. So you but, no, but this was before I was even doing comedy. This was like when I was just whatever, just bopping about. And I would, I would leave everything. Whenever I signed in somewhere, I'd use a fake name, give a fake signature. I, I, so I could never be traced. When I was dealing with Russell Crowe, he used uh, the name Mr. Black at the hotel. Right. I'm here to see Mr. Black. Right, right. And then they'd, Mr. Black. Then they'd go and get him. Right, okay. Uh, so... I'm sure it's a common thing amongst you lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, but uh, I just do it because I just don't want the CIA to track me down. And, and When I was repossessing cars and debt collecting, I yeah. used to spell my surname differently. Yes. So that it was just a little bit harder for, you know, throw them off the trail. Right. A bit. Well, you, was, you've done well with Siri. Siri pronounces your name differently. Yeah, well, um, I, I know that from... Uh, Carling, because uh, I, I never they, used to they, use... They do that from my mum. Yeah. Calling Vicky Scramco. Because <laughs> I called you the other day, yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and other friends, yeah, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't it's like I have, I have a friend and I, I have to pronounce her name differently to Siri to get the result that I want. Right, so right. She's, <laughs> she's trained me to distort my speech. Yes, that's what I've done too. Because there's when just I'm no negotiating. No. No, she, she's, um, she's persistent. Yeah, I would have thought after a while she may pick up on it and change her ways, but she's, she's, she's very persistent. Extremely uh, stubborn. Yes. That's typical of a Steve Jobs thing to do is just tell no, the customer, this is, no, this is the way it is. You don't know how to pronounce things properly, yeah. so <laughs> I'm going to make this system that will force you to do it my way. Yes. He was a big believer yeah, in the totally, end-to-end -end control. Yeah, totally going to disregard your family lineage here, and I'm going to, you know... I'm going to bring and, and and see it's like the big brother thing down the line people will be pronouncing your name as Gramco. One of my friends is a world famous copywriter by the name of John Carlton and he once uh, misspelt my name on his webpage and rather than change it he wrote me a very lengthy sales letter to 
uh, give me all the reasons why I should change my name, how it would be better for future generations, that I'm clearly missing out on all the brand value of the, the improved version of my name. And, uh, you know, it's really quite a classic. I'll have to look yeah, it you're up. Like, yeah, I appreciate it, mate, mate, but I don't think the name asshole is really going to work for me. <laughs> well, in this case, it was just uh, Shrakmo. And um, in what way did he feel that that was going to revolutionize? Well, he said, you know, it had the advantage of being able to be shortened to Shrek, that I could trade off the goodwill of Shrek. That, uh, there, there was a number of, you know, there's a number of arguments that kind of made sense. But to this day, he still calls me Shrek. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, of, uh, of course, you want to be known as an overweight uh, green, green monster. monster. Yeah, yeah, that's my uh, That's ambition. your image. That's what, you, that's what that's you're what going, going for. for. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, I don't know about it at all. I think stick with whatever your name. Although, you know, a number of people have changed their name. Woody Allen changed his name. Um, Audi, they changed the name of every product to give them a, a stage name. That's true. So, That's true. You know, they, 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 and they sort of get by on the goodwill of the original brand, mm-hmm. but at a much lower price. Yeah. So it's all right. People change. Mark Twain. He Did you ever go to Aldi? No, I don't. So that's, I tried, why, that's why I had nothing to I tried add to Tried to go about. there once. Yeah. I, I, I heard that you can buy like a jet ski there, well, a jet I'm, ski and a, and a tub of um But before yogurt. I got even past, you know, into the store, they wanted money to put into the trolley to get the trolley. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no. screw that. No. So I'm you out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, Aldi. I, I, no, I actually went in. I thought, man, this is cheap. Two bucks for a trolley. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of a problem around here. The council has taken like a thousand trolleys from Coles and won't give them back unless they pay a hundred dollars each. Really? Because well, they've been dumped all over the place. That's why you go in. There's no trolleys, and it says we're currently having a, d- a dispute with Manly wow. Council. So and so, what's, what's Manly Council doing with a thousand trolleys? They're storing it. No, they find them on the side of the road, so they impound them. Right. <laughs> it's a good moneymaker if you yeah. do the, the sums. I feel sorry for the trolleys, you know. They're getting well, abused, they left on the side of the road. Now now they're in some, some holding camp. They've got a know? good life. They're just sitting around. They don't have yeah. to carry stuff anymore or get run over gutters, or rattle around the suburbs. They're yeah. just having an easy hangout. Yeah, you know, that's not bad. With, yeah. with their mates. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're, that's true, getting to know each other. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah they're they're on vacation. Hard on the consumer. We have to carry our stuff yeah. around in a basket. Maybe people would buy less food then. They you do. Know, could, this could be, I only they, buy what I can carry. Yeah. And that's probably, you know, in terms of, you know, you think hunter-gatherer times. You, you only took what you could it's carry. It's so much so like that. I, I, two things, really. One is I always walk to the shop instead of drive. Yep. And secondly, uh, we had this four-month period of having no elevator. Yes, so I, I do recall meant, that. Uh, and no light in the... In the um... No lights as well. Hey, what, you know, why not go full Spartan? Yeah. If you're going to do the no elevator, why have yeah, a light? No, who needs those creature comforts? The other day, I was uh, going down the stairwell because our brand new elevator failed, oh. as it tends to do. Right. And there was a lady there. Uh, halfway up my building is a B&B, Airbnb. It's very popular. And I'm really? always seeing people Interesting. come here. And so, if, look, if you're a stalker, you want to live near me, there's a, yep. a place in my building. Yeah. Um, and I saw this lady trying to take down the stairs uh, the equivalent of a mini refrigerator-sized bag, and it was heavy and full, and there was no chance she was going to carry it. She's like letting it drag down the stairs. Oh, my. So I said, let me, let me get Samaritan. that for you. Good yeah. Samaritan. Yeah. So um, I uh, said, oh, tough luck with that, and kept walking. No, I actually... <laughs> Grabbed it and I carried it down. And you stole it. No, she's, yeah, yeah, I kept going. <laughs> and she said, Oh, this is, this is so nice. It's unbelievable. Thank you very much. She said, You're very strong. And uh, I'm thinking, Well, if you only knew, lady, I four months of practice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm used to this. I'm used to this. I'm Give me something fit. tough. Yeah. You know, let's put some barbed wire on the, on the handrail. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, few, a few trip lines. A couple know, of German shepherds. Yeah, yeah. Don't feed them for a few days. This is a concept for a show. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. the, the stairwell. I think they've done that. They, oh, have they? drip snakes on people and spiders. Oh, I've and, heard of that. Yeah, and crocodiles yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we may have had a friend on that. I show. think. I think. I think we did. <laughs> a very handsome little yes. friend. Yes, who, who got out of it? We actually, we, um, like two nights after he got back, Akmal got back from the from the jungle because he was on a show called "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here," which he was uh, like leading up to it. He was. Trying to get out of it desperately before he was like, "Get me out of this beforehand." Like, re- was that rehearsal? Yeah, yeah. This, this was like Practicing the weeks. Well, this is what happened, right? His his uh his manager, our manager, 
um, Artie called him in and said, you know, you should do this show. And, and, and they asked him last year and he didn't want to do it. Then eventually he got worn down. He went, yeah, all right, I'll do it. A month later, he thought, well, I better watch the show, see what it's about. He watched it and he goes, what the fuck? I'm not doing this. Get me, get me out of this thing. And he's like, well, no, you've signed the contracts. You're contractually obliged. You've got to do it now. So off he went into the jungle and uh, we should get him on again and have a chat I'd with him about to. it. I really like him, especially after reading his book. Yes. It's a great book. You gave it to me at the airport. Yes. When we uh, serendipitously I ran into each yeah. other. Yeah. Yes, and, I, and I, that's right, because I had been, I had started rereading it. It's called The Life of Akmal, and it's just, he doesn't hold back in everything. That's everything. the thing. He's got that, um, it's called radical honesty, where you just say what's in your head without filter. Yeah. He's rare with that. Yeah. Uh, and he says things that other people wouldn't, which makes it um, compelling. But he is actually quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Very Especially funny. Especially in the beginning of the book. It's yeah. like it grabs you. Yeah, well, he's very, um, but he's naturally funny. Like he's one of the most instinctively funny people that that, that I know. Like out of all my That's comedians, and, uh, and reading the book and learning more about his culture, you can understand why he's got such a window on humour. I think one of the things that resonated with me the most is he was he's grown up in two different places, and now the more I travel, the more I'm realising about my own country that seems unusual. That sure. you think is normal, sure. And and when I go and hang out with people who are who don't travel and just hang around here, they don't see it at all. Yeah, the uniqueness of it all. Yeah, like they um, they will complain about stuff, and I think, what are you talking about? Okay, nothing to complain. Yeah. About. I know that is, that is interesting, but then again, it's probably all relative. You know, people don't know any difference, so they only know the environment that they're in. That's why so. traveling so important. Yeah, yeah can, every can, time I come back, I do realize how good we got it here. But I think reading his book is the best way to travel to Egypt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean you go, I've been to Egypt, but yeah. uh, reading his book takes you into extra a, insight, a deeper yeah. level of like really knowing what it's like. And yeah. Especially, he really also takes you inside uh, his, his religious upbringing, upbringing his uh, school, social thing. It was, it's a great book, highly recommended. And... Uh, and also, hopefully, he gets a royalty from George Gregan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because Robin gets mistaken. Yeah, we um, actually, I've got a spare book at home. We should do like a giveaway on the show. If someone wants a book, we, we you know, one of our, or maybe we'll get him on the show and then we'll do a we'll giveaway with, he can, he can with him. He can do, do his do own it. giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, are we, what, what, what am I talking about? It's, it's good. It's, his book's so good, we just want to give it away. <laughs> yeah. so well, I gotta, you I gotta, take it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have to thank you, Joel. I went to a, a dinner recently with some friends who I catch up with every year yeah. since I was about 12 because we used to compete together. And uh, each year, uh, I think, I think um, they're, they're basically continuing on with the, the dad joke line. They're in that sort of rut of bad dad jokes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually getting funnier each year. Really? You, yeah. You're, stepping, you're showing them how, how to do it. I notice it because it's a year apart. Yes. Getting more laughs. Yes, nice. Getting some, um, getting some, good, some good lines in there. Uh, I could give you some examples if you want, but sure. basically it was just like chalk and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Really. Well, yeah. I, I'm glad, young Padwan, that you have uh, that you have continued on the. Uh, some the, of them, some the, of them are quite good. I got some some good roars, yeah. some tears, even. Nice, nice. Yep. And, and especially in those environments, do you find that when you catch up with old mates like who you knew from your younger years? It's like you just hit the ground running again. It's like it's, oh. it's, it was only a gap between the conversation. Of course, you that's know? what real friendships yeah. like. It's like you were never apart. And you're back in that mindset again and you're jiving and you, you know, you're just throwing out lines here and there and you're all like topping each other and it, yeah. it becomes this… Uh, Fueling old memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the older you get, the better you used to be. <laughs> yes. The, the how great was, how great was school back then? Well, we, we have some favorite stories we trot out every year. Yes, like yeah, the, yes. Like uh, the… The one where I mean, we used to race boats, and, yeah, and and these these boats have a spinnaker. It's like that big extra sail that mm-hmm. you pull out when you get to the top mark. Mm-hmm. And one day that we got to the top mark and we we hoisted this spinnaker, and the next thing it's like this splattering. It's like splattering like all over the deck and then on our face. And and um, upon further investigation, it, it 
uh, was revealed to us that the forward hand, the, the guy up the front of the boat, had had a bit too much to drink the night before oh, no. and had actually vomited into the spinnaker and forgotten about it. So we ended up hoisting this big vomitron just all over us. So everyone else is watching you guys and you're very serious it's about, like, you know, we're going, we're going to win this race. The, and the everyone... Technicolor spinnaker story. That's, that's it's fantastic. It's a good one, old, old BJ, uh, Brian. <laughs> Not for the other reasons. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, pre yeah. Yeah, pre-tell, what was this BJ story? There were so many other things. I remember we went to the, <laughs> the nightclub one night and they said, sorry, you can't come on with flip-flops. Well, they said thongs, but because we're an who international wears thongs to it? Who wears right. thongs to a, well, that's, to yeah, a nightclub? That's what the bouncer said, you know? Yeah. Like, so he goes, sorry, you need, you need shoes. So we went back to the boat trailer and put on wet booties, <laughs> you know, rubberized. Yeah. Thing. Went back, no trouble. <laughs> you know, so we're there in our wet booties at the nightclub. Nice. Uh, as you do. <laughs> little little things like that. But, yeah, we, we were having this nice dinner and one of the, the ladies was saying that she works in a, a job that involves calling up schools. And before that, she was doing this thing where she was helping uh, take people shopping right. to buy their groceries each week. And then the, the company was really impressed with how well she was doing. So she um, then they asked her to, to help more with aged care, like to move her into the next role of support. Right. And at this time, her, her husband, who was sitting there, was inside getting some coffee. And then she said, and, and then, but that's where I draw the line. She goes, there ain't no way I'm going to be mucking around with old guys' doodads, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I said, yeah. you know, except in the home, right? Yeah. And, then, and everyone laughed. It was quite funny because uh, he wasn't there. It made it extra funny. Yeah, sure, He comes sure. back wondering why we're all Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little joke on him. But yeah, it was all no, about that, him. Yes. And, and, and you're all in on it. You know, it's a nice little uh, – it's a communal effort, you know. Exactly. Those sort of jokes, you know. But it's, it's like uh, you realize why they referred it to dad jokes and, um, and they were sharing their dad jokes and they, they were really – Pedestrian, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you've taken it's, it to a new level. Sparring with, with stronger, sharper <laughs> minds. Well, you know, maybe next year they'll step it up, you yes. know, because you, you, you've, you've set a new benchmark. You know, they've got a year to work on it now. But I find even with just driving around now, I start thinking about ideas and how they might yeah. be funny. Well, I was talking to some people the other day, um, the other night at this corporate gig up the coast, and um, they were asking me, you know, about how do you find jokes and how do you see it. And I think I've mentioned this before, but... I've always likened it to like philosophy, you know, which is like comedy, which is you're looking at something everyone looks at, but you're just looking at it from a different angle. Yeah. And that's essentially what, you know, in terms of observational comedy or, you know, that style is uh, basically the same, same thing. Well, it's cruising down south the other day and I went past one of those Ikeas. Yes. I was thinking like, it's kind of like a big, it's must, someone must be laughing. It is like a, it's like a rat. Maze it is. for humans. It is totally they stick you in one. Totally. Because my friend I was with had, hadn't seen one. So what's that? I said, oh well, it's basically a, a it's a rat maze for yeah. humans. <laughs> they stick you in one end. There's a little bit of cheese in the corner somewhere. You know, like yes. the, the, the the food, the, yes. the fifty cent hot dogs or whatever, and the yeah, oh, lemonade. Food, you call that food? Well, you know, there's there is some sustenance because yes. you don't get through the thing alive unless you you know eat something along the way. Yeah. And so, basically, if you can manage to make it out by the end of the day, you're doing well. Oh, if you get stuck, you can yeah, that's how, that's, how, that's how long they plan they, for they, you to be in there, that they have a restaurant in Restaurants are used very loosely there. It's but, like one way. Yeah. There's a food stop along the way because it's that long. Yes. And if you're lucky, you get out. Yeah. <laughs> and no one leaves empty-handed. Yeah. It's like they've taken this whole idea of, you know, exit through the gift shop. Yeah, they just didn't yeah. put an amusement right no, at the no, beginning. No, no, there's no it's gallery like, at the beginning. Fuck it, let's yeah. put them straight in the gift shop, shop. and we'll make it as long as possible. Yeah, it's, uh, it does my head in that Ikea. I went there recently because I had to, you know, my DVD shelf, I ended up um, getting rid of that. What? I know, oh but I've kept the DVDs. Are you having separation anxiety? Yeah, I am. Uh, I got that for 30 bucks from a video store. It had such a video nice store incline. It, was like I, it a did, it did, yes. It incline. It was, it was. It was like a wall. It was like a but very an angled, angled Yeah, wall. an angled, elaborate um, wallpaper that's about a foot thick. Well, it's gone, and I replaced it with one of the cube, uh, you know, like my bookshelf. I got one of the cube bookshelves. I replaced it with one of them, but it's a low rider, you know, eight, eight cubes in length. And uh, it looks so much better. It is so much better now. And it's, um, but I went there and then there's a Salvo's next door to the one in Tempe. 
I mean, you, and between the IKEA and the Salvos, you see the total lifespan of a of a piece of furniture. Right. Because I would go to the Salvos and I see these old chipped pieces of IKEA furniture right next door, and it's like they leave, but they always come home, you know. So it was it was interesting to see that if you really want a good deal, just go next door and get one, you know, get something. Plus, from it's pre-assembled. It's pre. It'll it's ready to go. Like it's ready to go. Uh, and you know, um, tool anxiety. Yes, they don't give you the right key, or you're missing one screw. I, 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 although I do have, um, I do have a little bit of. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel I'm a little reluctant to support IKEA too much because I've heard of their black market um, foresting, as well. So, you know, it's it's, it's questionable whether you want. I think also in the life cycle of IKEA, probably somewhere it stops via the garage. Yeah, yeah. I'd be concerned about uh, rodent. Traces or mold. Mold, yeah. Well, I got new carpet in my apartment, and it's um, and the underlay that was underneath it, it wasn't moldy. It sounds so Spanish. Yeah, underlay, yeah. underlay. It's like the underlay, cartoon. underlay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just said uh, this accent just sprang to mind. The underlay, it was underneath had like basically like tar had attached itself to the floorboards and I had to get this scraper to scrape off this and it was one of those like nearly 40 degree days and I'm covered in, in dust and sweat and tar. It was horrible but now it looks... So like, and you were putting the carpet? No, no, I was just getting rid of this stuff off the floor because oh. I want to make sure it was got rid of. Why? You know? Well, because I looked at this guy laying the carpet and I thought, he's not going to have attention get to detail knees, like I do. They get those guys too. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do. But yeah, that, that, that knee, it's yeah. Not a, it's, no. it's not a job you can do for a long time. No, no. feel for them. No. And I just had to get rid of everything underneath, you know, and vacuum it and clean the floor because I wanted it to be laid on a, you know, a, a clean nothing surface. Nothing like a good lay. Yes, nothing, nothing. Nothing. And now it's, uh, you'll have to come over, you know, it's like a new apartment But was now. he a nice and I guy, painted the, it. the, the, the tree? He's, no, he's nice enough, yeah, sure. I met a nice guy the other day at a guitar shop. Yeah. Had, to, had to fix it, a guitar that's, that's um, we'll actually get a new one. What sort of guitar was it that you were fixing? An acoustic oh. or electric? No, it's an old Spanish thing. Oh, is that the one I saw just yeah. before? Yeah, but the new one, when I went to get that, oh, yes. we're at the checkout and I asked him if I could use a card and he said, yeah, there's a surcharge. I don't know, 3% or something. So I worked out in my mind. I said, oh, yeah, it'll be like, he goes, I've got to work it out. And I said, it'll be, it'll be like 20 bucks. And then he's going on the calculator. He's like $19. He's, wow. He goes, you nailed it. He goes, man, whenever it was math class, I was sitting around uh, in the music room. He goes, yeah, what a, what a great skill. I said, yeah, but I can't play guitar. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this, this guy right rips on the yeah, guitar. Yeah. So, you got to be good at something. Yeah, yeah, but the guitar is something I find very therapeutic. But I find the time I love playing guitar most is when I got to leave. Like if I know I got to go out that night and I sit down and start tinkering with the guitar, that's all I want to do. I, I think just maybe stay you in could expand that. your repertoire though. I like how you start playing a song. You yeah. ask me if I have any requests. Yeah. I request something, <laughs> and then you still play the same song. It's like one trick pony comes to mind. Hang on, I did, I did, I did a bit of Pink Floyd and a bit of Johnny Cash for you. You did, did. Go on. I could have done Choose a bit of D- Dylan as well. You know, maybe you can play out the episode. Yeah, yeah, there's well, a challenge. Yeah. Well, if we can get it tuned up, I'll uh, I'll do it. So, uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting. Um, Interesting experiment. Listen, you play the guitar better than I do, straight off the bat. It's yeah, amazing. Come on, that's not saying much, though. That's come not on. saying anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah. I, I want to spend more time. I, I'm buying a new keyboard too. I got to get a new keyboard for the apartment. You know what the Ooh. thing is when when you change something in an apartment. Like all I was getting was the new carpet, but then I go, I got to paint all the skirting and architraves. I did an all nighter as well. I haven't done that in a while. Where and then I, you go I, back to the painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the sun coming up when you haven't been to bed is, uh, you know, for me these days is a rare experience, especially when you're still painting. Right. And um, and then I go, well, I need a new, uh, I need a new armchair. So I did a lot of research. Oh my God, you're gonna then, like work your way around the whole block by the end of this, aren't you? It's it's um need a new some new tiles on the roof. Actually, speaking of new Next tiles, is a bit shabby. We, we, yeah, I know. I better fix up the whole building now. But the around the fireplace in my um in my lounge room, the carpet originally went up all the way into the fireplace because it was the fireplace was not in use. And when we took it out, we saw this concrete level for the front part of the fireplace, and I thought. 
I'm going to put tiles on that. So I'm looking up all these, you know, old subway beveled tiles and these small ones and these different companies. And it's amazing when you do something like that. Yeah, it opens you up to a world that you never knew anything about. The world of tiles. Who would have, who would have thunk? Oh, I used to sell a lot of cars to tilers. Oh, really? Oh, that's a big business. That is, yeah. yeah. But I went in, I got it on. I, see, I feel like I got one over them. I got it on sale, um, 25% off the tile. And it wasn't many tiles, so it was like ended up being twenty twenty eight bucks for the. They used for the to teach area. me all these negotiation tips, right? Especially Harry the Greek. Yeah, and what what was one of them? Oh, hi, it's Joel here. Yes, um, we've got a housing development which we're looking to tile, and I need a quote. So, and then you're going to need a hundred pallets. So we're just going to order the first pallet, and um, get get rolling on the the demonstration unit. <laughs> and that was it. Done. That's it. Done. Ah, done. Done and dusted. So you get it for next to nothing because they they think you're going to be this big, and wow. you end up. That, I'm not suggesting anyone. Yeah, so basically, do that. you're scamming the yeah, tile. That's what they do. These, this, this what that's these what the tilers do. do. Really, the tilers also taught me how to bid, how to get a, a vendor to bid against themselves. Right. He'd say, "I'll let you make one offer, and you can um, basically that's it." I'm not going to tell you any other prices I've got. I'm not going to barter with you. You get one shot at this. Yep. So they make you get to a, you know, they make you make the vendor sell the lowest price possible. Right. right. And then whatever they say, they say no. Nah. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. they, then they get to bid against themselves. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty pretty hard ass uh, tactics. But it's um, you know, that's the world of business, though. You know, I've come to realize I got a friend who's in finance and he's talking about all this stuff and. I won't repeat the word that he used, but he said, you've got to be that in business. I'm thinking, no, I don't know about that. You no, it's the same as the salespeople. They say you need a lot more something in you. you uh, know, you've got to have more blah, blah, blah in you. Uh, uh, and that's referring to a negative um, behavior. And yeah. you don't at all. They don't no. understand what selling is. Yeah. yeah, And, and, and also, to the, you know how new studies show that people, are, um, how they think extroverted people are the best in business and in management and everything, right. but, but the introverted people they're finding now are actually the ones that I are I think more it's the productive. analytical people. Oh, if right. there's four types of people, because right. there's only four, right? Okay, so we've got introvert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, what all, that's what's so stupid about it. Yeah, yeah you've got to fit in one of those. So the, the main quadrants that people might fit into are expressive. They're the right. ones people think are the great salespeople. Okay, so they're the ones wearing the Rolex. Wah, with wah, the, wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outgoing, talkative, right. the f- life of the party. Right. There's the amiables, the very introverted, last one to talk, got to draw it out of them. Yeah. Um, but they often have such a fear of rejection. They're not that good at selling either. Okay. Then there's the, um, then there's the, um, the driver. That's like a you know, strong decision maker. Not the first one to talk, but fairly close behind them. Right. Um, pretty confident. Yeah. And then there's the analytical. Mm-hmm. Calculated, does the numbers, works out the logic. They're generally very good salespeople. Right, so they right. can follow a system. Right. They don't okay. have to be too loud, but they're not so uh, they're not so introverted that they're scared to ask. Right. Um, but, but they're not you, the ones that just get in there and take charge and boss everyone around. Yeah, sure. You know what I warmed to the other day because I was needing to buy a... Um, uh, cushion right. for the um, for the uh, for the new armchair, and I went in, and there was this um, guy there who his wife and him run this business, and they import a lot of uh, antique furniture, but it's like old sort of um, you know like club leather chairs and uh, and uh, stuff from Paris and stuff from the UK, and it's really really nice unique stuff, and they take a lot of pride. And I ended up spending about 40 minutes in there just chatting with this guy about this whole other world of, you know, fine, um, you know, couches and furniture. And he was so passionate about what he did. It went beyond trying to be a salesman that he was just genuinely free to give advice. And it kind of, he kind of reminded me, uh, me of you in the fact he was very transparent and everything. And he said, listen, this is where we get it. And, you know, our markup is this on it. So, you know, we, 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 and we give a whole back ground to you know the the history of the the product or the history of the couch or whatever and he's going through saying yeah that's that price and that's that pr-. And, he, and he's very upfront and he said you know anytime you want to come in and have a chat about any of this you know i'm more than happy to you know if you're looking at buying another piece somewhere and you want some advice on it by all means you know and i thought wow that's a great way of uh you know dealing with a customer well, it's going to disarm a person who's scared of buying but there's a few things i'd modify about that okay it's not like 
that type of person. Yeah. And it's very similar to my local surf shop guy. Yeah. Super passionate and almost scared to charge a price. Yeah. Oh, believe me, the prices in this place, this guy was not scared to <laughs> charge. That. I don't know. Revealing margins, not a... Oh, no, no, but no. He didn't. He didn't say like this is a percentage. Maybe, maybe, seen, maybe, I, maybe uh, I, I, I over. Um, some salespeople I've seen do that. They yeah. Was, they used to pull out this. This is what we pay for. No, it. yeah, no, no. He he didn't. He didn't give specifics, but he said, you know, the, the, like you know, we're not we're not in this business to rip people off. Of course, you know, we have got to make a profit, but it's not it's not about well, you something know. Something important is that education in itself isn't selling, and sometimes you can educate people so much and give them so much knowledge. That they then become paralyzed and yeah, you're not actually yeah, helping them. Yeah. So what you want to do is uh, give them good information and um, stretch them a bit from from where they're at to what they feel they need, and right. the, the product is the solution. Yeah, yeah. So you focus more on well, what have you got on the couch at the moment? Yeah. So nothing. It looks bare. Yes. Right. Well, we can fix that. Yes. I saw a beautiful cushion the other day in the store. Yeah. Um, picked it up. Carried it around. I virtually almost tripped over this thing, right? And I wanted to buy it, but I made the, the fatal mistake of putting it down again. And because uh. it was camouflage pattern, I couldn't find the bloody thing again. It was gone <laughs> forever. <laughs> so anyway, yes. maybe I'll find it again next time. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I had uh, dinner at the, God, I think it's nearly a year ago, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival last year. Um, I had dinner with um, Greg Merrilies and his lovely wife. Hey, Greg. And, hey, Greg. And I told him that I would put together. We're talking movies, and I, and we shared some of the same movies as some oh, of our favorite yes. movies. And then I started rattling off a bunch of other movies, and which he wasn't familiar with. And I told him, "I'm going to write you up a list. Mm-hmm. I'll get that list across to you." And you did, of course. That was a year ago. <laughs> And Good I, things and, take time, you know. And they do, they do. And I thought, why not mention some of the some of the um, films that Greg can make a list out of today? So yeah, I'm, let's so do I've a got, list. So, I'll, I'll, so I've got I'll some be film. interested. What's what's Joel's top movies? Okay, list? well, I remember mentioning this to you, Greg, and I could just tell him next week too. He's uh, but, you could, but then uh, listeners wouldn't get a benefit from that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. So I've seen some good movies lately as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, what's something that you've seen? Deadpool. Oh yeah, I, I haven't seen that. I want to see it. Though. It's worth seeing. Yes, looks like a good take on that kind of the anti-hero. It's like it's like a Marvel thing, but it's not as cliched as usual. Right. Some of the lines are actually funny, and they right. they have a bit of radical honesty, sort of some piss taking of the film industry, and yeah, uh, like. I could share one line or two without spoiling it. Sure. But they'll like they'll go to the X Men house and they'll you'll see like and he'll and he'll do an aside comment to you saying, Hmm, huge house, just two X Men. Maybe the studios cut costs on this one. You know? Right, right. Well, yeah. I think that's great. It's honest and so, fun. So what do you mean the X Men house? What is that? Well, you know, there's 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 X Men. Yeah. Yeah, so they oh, go so, to the place. So, do that does, is it within this universe of the film of the, the X Men there as well? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. They're trying to get this guy to be an X Men. Oh, right, right. And okay. So he goes to the house. Yeah. And there's only two characters there in the whole house from the X Men films. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, okay. And well, they're not even from the other film. I've never seen them before. Oh, okay. They're so he's saying, yeah, maybe they've cut costs right, a bit on yeah, this yeah. scene. <laughs> uh, and then at the very very end, he's like, you know, okay, now cut away, yeah. back, back, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. It's, so he's breaking the fourth wall, in a way. Oh, he even says something about that, and I oh, didn't right. know what it meant. Oh, right. Because that's like breaking the fourth wall, well, breaking in, the fourth wall. Yeah. Well, like, in in theatre, you only had three walls, and the fourth wall was the front stage. So well, when he you... broke it, he broke a wall within a wall. Okay. All right. So he's breaking walls. Breaking walls. Right. I, so there you go. What so, I liked about it, they break walls. Yes. And the lines are actually quite funny. Yeah. There's a few things where the audience were laughing hysterically. Right, And right. by audience, I mean the three of us. Right. Oh, really? It was that <laughs> yeah, popular? Weekday cinema. Oh, yeah. That's the best. That's the best, best I had time. the whole, whole joint almost right. to myself. Yeah. Woody Allen does that too. He, he's good at doing that, breaking the, breaking the fourth wall. You know, just talking directly to camera. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, they, they, it, was, it was good. I liked that and it was... Um, they they made some choices that they didn't have to make that made it better. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, that's one for the list. Uh, any others? I like the Big Short. 
Yeah, the big short. I saw that too. That was good. Because it's a yeah. good. It's just. It's good to see how wildly crazy the world can get and not see it, and then even yes. afterwards do nothing about yes, it. Yes, I know. Repeat the same mistakes. I felt like. A, probably the best PowerPoint presentation you could watch that film on what happened with the GFC. Well, they have little nice little educational bits too, don't yes, they? they? They tell, do. Tell you yes. what's happening in case they, yeah, you don't, don't want to assume to too speed. much prior knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good film. There's also like I want, a... I want, I want, I want, sorry, go on. Oh, no, you go. I was going to say, I want to see um, Spotlight. I hear very good things about that. I haven't seen that. You know, Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So it's meant to be very good. Saw a kind of a dark, eerie one that was sort of where you cringe a bit during it because you don't know what you would do in the same situation. So, you know, like in the vein of those, uh, the, the Martian and all those ones where you've you got very few characters and they're faced with all these choices. Yeah. Called Survivalist. All right. It's like a post apocalyptic world and there's, it's mostly around this one guy yeah. who's. It's like a 28 days. Just got a little farm and, and it oh, gets yes. threatened. I heard about this. It's quite yeah. good. Yeah, right. It's like, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. All right, I'll have a look at that. Did you see Revenant? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one you got to see on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, my, likewise. My friend Dean Jackson didn't like it at no, all. It's, uh, I found it's the sort of movie that really divides people. Said it was either. super self-indulgent. Yeah, but was... I, didn't, I didn't get that from it. I, I, I felt like people said, oh, these long shots on the landscape. It was beautiful. But, but I thought the landscape was this whole character within the film. Like that's, You wanted to see these shots. I thought it was I... good. It, it won a lot of awards, so yeah. it wasn't Robinson Crusoe on that. Yeah. And... Uh, I think a lot depends on where you're at when you actually watch the movie. What, what's what's your frame of mind? What's uh, your mood? How yeah. patient are you? The, what time uh, of day? Yeah, and I felt too that depending, uh, I felt it, it really affected me. I came out exhausted, like I'd been through the ringer watching right. this. You're film. so emotional, John. Yeah, well, you know, I got dragged into it, and I <laughs> felt for him. But you know what is interesting, though? The, so it's the, believable. That's a good sign, isn't yes. it? If you believe the character. Yeah. Well, I thought DiCaprio did a great yeah, job. It's exhausting and Tom Hardy. what he goes through. Yeah, it is. It is. But the, you know what I found very interesting was the original story of that guy Hugh Glass with the rifle. He had the rifle. And that, and I guess they kind of made the watering can in it. Um, for anyone that hasn't seen it, you watch it and it'll make sense. But he has a rifle, right? And what happened in real life is the rifle was what continued on. So when he was buried alive, that guy, um, Fitzgerald took the rifle. And so he went on a hunt afterwards that when he got back out of the wilderness to find this guy Fitzgerald and he found the younger guy and spared his life. But he went, I'm going to, I'm going to do this Fitzgerald in for burying me alive and leaving me literally for dead. It's not what you do to mates. No, no, it's no, no, never, never. It's like a bad, bad, bad prank. You shouldn't know? do it. Yeah. So he eventually catches up with Fitzgerald and he's going to kill him. But then he's been, um, enlisted in the army now. So he's at a point that if he killed him, then he would be, um, he would be tried and, and hung because of you know you can't kill someone who's a an officer. So he just got the he got the gun back. Then what happened is he went back out into the wild frontier and doing the pelt trading again. And that the um, that um, clan of um, Indi- the Indian tribe the the, the baddies um, I forget their names but they um, they caught up with him and they are uh, the indigenous landholders. Yeah, no, who- no, 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 because it's different. There's Sioux, there's um, um, the Pawnee, there's all these different. Uh, yeah, so I can't remember what tribe that they were from. But anyway, they um, they killed him and kept the rifle. And then later on when his um, friends caught up a long time later with this tribe, they were pretending to be the, the good Indian tribe, but he saw the rifle and that was the clue to the fact that they were the ones that killed Hugh Glass in the end. Right. Is this in the book? No, I don't know. I never read the book. I just read up on it. Right. Yeah. Is this a, based on a true story? Yes, it is a true right. story. So yeah, the, sure the film that. was based. But although he did not have a son, but the ba- film. I don't think was based the Martian was based on a true story. Um, I think they might have taken some creative license with that film, <laughs> just a little. But there are other films um, that that I recommended. I like ones that are based around a true story. Yeah. Because it's educational. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you're it's entertained. Like there must be a thousand ways to tell the story. It's interesting to see what choices were made sure. if you believe 
believe it or not. Sure. Or, or a film that kind of encapsulates that time and that era, although it may be a fictitious character, but it is within a time that's telling the story of, of what yeah, that like world a, a was like. Up, like yeah. Joy well, or something. I haven't seen Joy. I want to see it. The, um, the other film that um, There Will Be Blood, that was a great, great film, Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. And um, did you see that one? No. Oh, it's brilliant. That that really that's um loosely based on on a couple of people, but yeah. Uh, so that'll be the first one that we're recommending for for Greg, as well as the other ones we just spoke about. But there will be blood. Uh, Barry Levinson, he's one of my favourite directors. He uh, he made a bunch of films that were based around Baltimore in the 1950s that he grew up in. So the first one out of that, he did a film called Diner. That was uh, that one is a classic, very funny as well. It's got um, Mickey Rourke in it. Um, I think Ellen Barkin's in it as well. And uh, the next one he did after that was Tin Men. Very funny film. With, I love uh, Tin Men. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I remember watching that. Like my, my dad had it on video when I was a kid. So I remember watching that one a lot with um, Richard Dreyfus and Danny DeVito. It's about aluminium siding salesman. <laughs> yeah, with the... Um, I don't know the guy. You know the guy? I don't know him. Ah, oh, man, if I, you should see him do the merengue. He can really dance. Yeah, if I was a woman, I'd be really impressed. He's like, yeah, you're not one of those. No, I'm not one of those. There's this great dialogue conversation where they're just sitting in diners, you know. There's always, diners are always very prevalent in his, in his films. And then the other one was um, a film called Avalon. That's another, another one of the Baltimore films. Um, Aidan Quinn is in that. It's a very good film. And then the last one he did out of the Baltimore films was um, uh, Liberty Heights. That one's a great one as well. So those ones I recommend of Barry Levinson. They're some of my favorite films. I'll just rattle through them. Midnight Run, Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin. Yep. Brilliant film. Very funny. Of course, The Godfather. Yeah, I just watched that again on the plane. <sighs> I didn't even what? recognize Al Pacino. No. But, you know, I have trouble with that sometimes. I didn't recognize Johnny Depp in that Baltimore crime thing. Oh, the Black Mass. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. And also I'd, in the Cray Brother ones, I, I didn't recognize. Tom Hardy, come I on. I didn't realize he was both characters. <laughs> Man, they've got a real lookalike here to play Tom Hardy's brother. Oh, I'm thinking, well, I mean, one was sort of Mongo and distorted a bit. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's good they've got some nice twins. Yes. <laughs> but you know that from my dad's side of the family we're related to the craze I didn't want to bring it up I know well I thought I would which one the smart <laughs> one or the, which one or the, or the, the mental one they're twins right but they're not identical <laughs> I mean they're not very similar you, no no Re, Re, Reggie bit uh, out yeah there. good yeah. film though yeah. yeah I haven't seen it yet I want to see it okay it's really good yeah he, he's great Tom Hardy is he, he is a great actor but The Godfather, though, that is one of the quintessential masterpieces. It is a great film. Um, you know that they originally wanted Ernest Borgnine to play Don Corleone? Really? Yeah, they didn't want Brando, and Brando had to audition for the part. Really? Yeah. But he, he's sort of that usual sloppy Brando, but he really owns oh, that character, man. doesn't he, he? And there's a subtleties in his performance that, that he does that are just... Ah, uh, he Brando's the ultimate anyway. But in, in that film, yeah, he really, uh, he really does shine. And you know that that he he was one of the first people to request percentages from films, right? And he was getting a percentage of that film, but he had some financial woes, so he took a five hundred thousand dollar advance over the percentage. Yeah. Oh well. To pay off a few bills. It was, and, it was great. Film. And they didn't want Al Pacino for it either. And what uh what Francis Ford Coppola did with that film was took um because every day Pacino was turning up on set thinking they're gonna fire me today they're gonna fire me and what uh which was ingenious from uh Francis Ford Coppola he cut uh he 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 brought forward the scene where he um shoots the guy in the um in, the diner in, yeah and where and they brought that forward because the studio didn't believe in his ability as an actor they were questioning it saying we don't think he can hit the mark on the the progression of what this guy Michael Colleone has to go through so he pushed that forward showed it to him at the studio and they said all right fine we'll let you continue but then there was there was a great book by um the kid stays in the picture it was called Robert Evans Evans and he wrote a book uh, about he was the head of well, the youngest guy to be the head of a Hollywood studio, Paramount Pictures. 
and he uh, talks a lot about the Godfather in that and just the turmoil that he had with Francis Ford Coppola. Well, I mean, Francis Ford Coppola is a turmoil magnet. Yes. Like Hearts of Darkness oh, is a my. great documentary. Isn't it? About Apocalypse Now. Brilliant. And, and that's <laughs> Every, it's like, everything that could go wrong went which wrong. Which made it a great story. Yeah. And, and, in that, and filming in the Philippines and getting the tropical <sighs> storm. But that surf scene's where I went and surfed. Yes. In Belair. It's, uh, they how left, was it? They left the surfboards there and the locals started surfing. And that became the surfing community. That's the first, that's the birthplace of surfing in the Philippines. Great. It was wonderful. And, and so that beach area was the area like where Robert Duvall was there with a the cup yeah. of coffee. I love yeah. the smell of, smell yeah. of neat pan and in the morning. surfing and it, it was great. Wow. That's great. It was good. So the Godfather, you, that's on, the, on. That would be on the top of your list. I really liked it. I hadn't seen it. Until oh, re- just really, now. you hadn't yeah. seen it? No. Wow, it's epic. Are you going to watch the sequel? Yes. Yeah. Third one. It's yeah. not on the plane. It well, wasn't. I've got it on DVD. I can lend it. I you. bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll worry about if your place has enough reinforcements to support the the, the place underneath yours. Having yeah. just rebuilt my bookshelf for collapsing. Yes. Yeah. About the number of DVDs in your apartment. Yeah, they're a little le- little less heavy than books, so I, I can get away with it. But I'm just going to rattle off the next few. Yeah. Um, Groundhog Day, classic. Bill Murray, one of my favorites. You know. Um, and what, I think what, what movie was that? Groundhog Day. What movie was that? Groundhog Day. What movie was that? Gra- yeah, I love that movie because yeah. it really makes you think. Well, what would you do in that situation? Sure. And, sure. And I think a lot of movies have borrowed from that concept in since that. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Yeah, wow. and, and you know what I love about it? there's so much. It's it's like a great Bob Dylan song, a Leonard Cohen song. You scratch away at the surface, and you'll find so much more underneath. And I feel that that's one of those films that has so much, so many layers to it. And I, l- I love the message to it as well. well that, that, that the groundhog can predict the weather. Yeah, it's brilliant. Because they still, that actually, that's a thing. They use it, Ponsatoni Pete. Yeah. yeah, they still do it. Yeah, they still, um, they still, it's a big thing, you know, in, in that town. It's right up there with tarot cards and yeah. other things for me. <laughs> the, uh, but I love the fact too that they, you know, the message of the film, like, although it's a hilarious film, it's, you know, uh, you know, it's, uh, you can't find too many faults with that film. But the underlining message of it is that we keep on repeating the same thing in life until we actually figure out what it is that we're doing, which is doing something for others and being a decent person. Basically, that's what it comes down to. You can only progress in life if you, you know, stop thinking about yourself and actually think of the bigger picture there. There's an idea. Yeah. And it's a great philosophy, I think, that, that that's, you know, that's what the film. It, it, the heart of the film is really the message of the film. A lot of people are just going along in the crowd, aren't they? Yeah, it's um, and it's easy to do that, and then we're promoted to do that. You know, all everything that we're kind of fed in, in in the media and in general is, you know, just go with the flow. Yeah, I've I've tried to blend in before. You know, like um, the other week there was this fun run out the front, right? And I saw all these people, right. Running along out yeah. the front. Firstly, I don't know why they call it a fun run because no one's smiling, <laughs> no. right? <laughs> and I was cruising along this side of the road, right? And I really wanted to get to the other side, sure, because there's a road separating my building from the main walkway. And I thought, okay, well, clearly, uh, I can't. Just, they're not just going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to blend in yeah. with the crew. So I, I ran up to speed. And so you're running along the footpath at this point, running, running the, up speed to, in, along on in, my order side to, of the road. in order to blend in. Blend in. Right. Blend in. Yeah. And, and, I, and I did. I started blending in and I was running along and I was, I was thinking, wow, I'm actually only about 150 meters from the finish line. I could take this. I might be able to, <laughs> I might be able to finish this race off a fairly brief entry. Right. I wonder if I can completely blend in and pull it off. Yeah. Um, but then I realized having a surfboard and board shorts is probably a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I, unless they could see that and go, man, this guy even did it with a surfboard. He's doing this, a guy, this guy is incredible. Yeah, I think the beach on the other side might, might, might have, have been a giveaway for maybe. him. But it was, you know, for a minute there, I was, I was in it. You must have needed a big gap to get through that, through to the other side there with well, a surfboard. I was running you know? fast. I, yeah. my, my objective was to not, 
you know, not anyone knock anyone eye. over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. There's fins and, and pointy yeah. noses to take into account. Here. <laughs> really quite proud of of my brief involvement. Brief, brief marathon. But uh, you know, I'm the one that was smiling within minutes. So I was yeah, out there. you're like, this is really fun. Yes. This is great, guys. Come on, keep up. I think you know, I was probably the only one thinking for a second that I might be able to pull off a. A win. Yeah. Um, and everyone else might have, might have thought it's weird. Yeah, Watch yeah. out for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would have been a good warm-up for getting out there into the surf too, you know? It was, yeah. It was, it was a good warm-up. What do you call an old train? An old train? Yeah. What? Trainosaurus. Yeah. All right. All right. Trainosaurus? Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a movie I think you would like. Ex Machina or Ex Machina. Oh, I love it. How good was that? Good one. It's a lot like that. She... I didn't see she. I want to see it. Well, if you like Ex Machina. She. Oh, well, her. Like... Wasn't it her? Okay, her. <laughs> <laughs> Same she, thing. I'm thinking, she, hang on. I haven't even seen the film, but I think it's called her. Have you seen her? Yeah. No. Oh, you'll still like that. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll like it. All right. Oh, that's funny. Another great one. Sideways. Paul Giamatti. Is that the wine one? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Great film. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it's semi-educational. It is. You, you know that um, the sales for Pinot Noir went down after that because of the line in the film where he goes, um, you know, uh, uh, would you like a bottle? Yeah, just as long as it's not fucking Pinot, Pinot Noir. Really? And, and then the sales went down in the region after that film. Yeah. So it's amazing something could get stuck in the zeitgeist and actually take, uh, you know, take hold on, on a whole industry. From a yeah, comment in a film. Come on, how many how many movies have popularized expressions that become everyday terms now? That's true. That's true. So, I, I mean, in your industry, you probably play on those ones a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's a good outlet for it. You know, when I had shit phone service, uh, I would I did a routine about Vodafone back in the day when um, when Fitness First were you know ripping everyone off, and I was a member of it, and I was personally ripped off. I did a whole spiel about that. So it's a good way of getting back. You know. Is and just when you see an injustice, you know, it's like, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about that. Yes. So I think, I, I mean, a lot of expressions that are in movies end up in popular use. You they know, do. Like use the force and all that. Yes, they, use they, the force, yeah. It's funny until you bump into someone of a different age or culture and they don't pick up any of your references. No. And then you just seem like you're just this weird person yeah just, about, just throwing out weird doesn't sayings. translate <laughs> i pick up That's a lot right. in movies that if someone hadn't watched the other movies they wouldn't have known the reference yes uh, like friends was using a lot of them okay a lot right and if you hadn't seen what they're talking about you it just didn't yeah good. yeah sure you need that background to to get it but i like that you know that you need there's a um, playwright tom stoppard and he writes some great plays very funny but a lot of his references uh, obscure references and you know he'll be quoting like you know 16th century poets or you know whatever you know so he's cracking himself up yeah yeah but it's nice though I, I kind of like it you know some of it you know goes over your head but you know the ones that you do latch on to like, ah yes uh, it's kind of like an inside joke Caddyshack that was a film for me when I was a kid that I used to have a lot of um, a lot of references from that uh, was funny that was great yeah I improvised a lot of that too. Really? Yeah. And Bill... a lot of people quote Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it your ego's writing checks your body can't cash? <laughs> That's the one thing I remember. Right, right. Yeah, the, the Iceman. Hmm. I remember he was in a film called Top Secret, Val Kilmer. I couldn't believe when I was a kid, hang on, that's the guy from Top Gun and now he's in Top Secret. I thought, wow, he's like totally different. I was, I was very confused. Took a lot to get my head around that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because he's an actor. Yeah, oh, that's right. It's a, the, it's a term called acting. Um, I'm just going to rattle off the, On the Waterfront. Another, I'm, a lot of Brando films, but On the Waterfront, brilliant film. Ilya Kazan directed it. You, you know, in, in his day, Ilya Kazan was one of the top directors. He really got great um, performances out of actors. I think it's a good name, too. Ilya Kazan? Ilya. Yeah. I went to school with an Ilya. Right. Yeah, Is it is. Uh, he may have had. I, I know a, a guy called um, um, Ilya who's Russian. Yeah, but I'm not. Maybe, maybe he was. I, I've, yeah, you sort of get the feeling they might also be a hitman or something. Yeah, yeah. He wears a leather jacket. Ilya. Hangs, hangs out down by the wharfs. You know, he's seen some shit go down. That Ilya. <laughs> um, one that I watched again recently. Um, Vanessa had not seen Stand by Me, so 
We watched that. Stand by me. No. Oh, that's a song line. It was based on um, a Stephen King short story called The Body. Not sure if I've seen it. Oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant oh, film. It's I'll great. It's listen. one of those films you watch when you're a kid. I have to listen to our podcast. Yes. We'll have to write out a list. Maybe we yeah. can put this Show as notes. a list. Show notes. As a list of um, Stand By Me, I highly recommend. About these young kids, they go off in search of a body and they walk along the railroad tracks. It's got uh, a young um, River Phoenix in it. Probably have um, seen it. Yeah. Great film. Great film. Highly recommend it. And um, another film called Smoke with Harvey Keitel. No? I like Harvey Keitel. He's a tobacconist in Brooklyn on a corner. And it's um, Wayne Wang directed it. And I remember seeing a review for it on the movie show back in the 90s. I was was like maybe 94. I thought, I love the sound of this film. So I went along by myself on a Saturday to Village Street Cinemas on George Street and went and watched this. Uh, I'll have to look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great film. He, this guy, Augie, and he takes a photo every morning. Morning, He goes out across the road on the corner from his um, tobacco shop and takes a photo and he takes it over years and years. So for, for over the time that he's lived there, he's taken these photos. I don't want to ruin the story, but they play a part in it later on. But there's a brilliant ending to it with a Tom Waits song. Okay. Innocent When You Dream. And it's just a lovely finishing for the film. I've got it on DVD. I'll end it's it like to It's like um, the end of Deadpool has Careless Whisper by Wham. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Similar yeah. but different. Very, 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 very um, different. <laughs> but um, next week's the big week. You've got the... Um, oh, yeah, i got the event. You've got the event happening. So if you're listening to this in the future... In the future, the event home. will be, was, have been amazing. done. Yes, yeah. it was. It was the best. Oh, the best one I've been to so far. Seen the oh, incredible. Yeah. But there's going to be some great... Uh, this will be going up before next oh, yeah. week. So any, anyone that's um, coming along to the event can have a listen to this. Yep. And, uh, you know, and we'll see you at the event. <laughs> uh, I think I'm scamming my way in. Of course you are. So it'll be uh, good to catch up with some of the old, uh, you know, the old posse. Well, Joel, good to catch up. Yeah, great to catch up, mate. Good, good chat. Kicking back. Kicking back. Sh- t- tell your friends. <laughs> what is that? Um, one tell. I don't tell know. your friends about one tell. No, I it don't collapsed. Know. It was, oh, was, did, yeah. oh, was this the one that um, they put together years ago yeah. with um, Packer yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah. Murdoch, the yeah. Suns? Didn't end up well. Yeah. 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 Oh. Tell your friends tell about, <laughs> about kicking back. <laughs> Hit the tell, share. Tell, Greg, tell your friends. Right? Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, See you, mate. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.